0: If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. All Things Sane. Representative Jason Sane. And good morning. You're listening to All Things Sane on WSIC. I am your host, State Representative Jason Sane. It is great to be with you. And I am joined here in my offices in Lincolnton with... David Allen, he's a candidate for House District One Eleven. It's actually the House District that uh, Speaker Moore is leaving. Yes, sir, it is. So you cover Kings Mountain, Shelby,
1: uh, over in the Rutherford County. That's exactly right. The bottom half of Cleveland County is where 111s at, and the eastern half of Rutherford. Oh, very good, very good. Well, we're glad to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for allowing me to be here with you. I appreciate the opportunity to just to be here and be heard.
0: Well, we're uh, this is what we're all about. We uh, we enjoy you know, sharing. What's happening in North Carolina as far as politics go? Uh, we do this uh, from many different places. Uh, we've done it from I think last week we were in my office. It was a, a little bit of chaos. Uh, we had a lot going on. I had I had uh, what hopefully will be your predecessor, uh, Speaker Moore on, and uh, had uh, uh, Stony Green who's running up in in uh, Wilkes County. So I'd like to get our new candidates on, give them a, a profile, everybody by chance to uh, you know test t- get your get your uh, I guess your uh, uh, your test on screen here in a in a friendly environment, uh, but, but we 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 ask tough questions, but we're not too tough on yeah. you. So
1: it is good to be in downtown Lincoln, So I'm glad to be at your office. So. Well, appreciate that.
0: We're uh, it, it is beautiful downtown today, and and uh, and look, we uh, we we're going to have a busy show. This goes by fast. I uh, I did a taping yesterday for a show in in uh, in Statesville. Uh, that's also here on WSIC that uh, will be aired later.
1: But uh, it, an hour flies by. No, no, I understand. It's so quick. What are you talking about important issues? I understand.
0: Well, remember these times, because when you make it to the house floor, <laughs> uh, things, thing, things kind of freeze in time. It's start to slow down. Well, you know, turtles and hair, but uh, we, uh, we, we do it with purpose. So, uh, but no, it's, it's great to have you listening. If you're joining us live over the air, love to have you listening there. Uh, pay attention to the road if you're driving, but uh, also a lot of folks get us on the podcast. They, they check us out later. Uh, as they're driving or, or listening to their headphones or whatever. So always glad to have you on um, and have you listening. But uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll dive into why you're running for office. But I, I've got to be honest with our listeners, I've known you a long time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, we're, our, our districts bump up against each other. Um, my grandmother's family, uh, you know, uh, Falston, which is in Cleveland County, uh, and going to Shelby from Lincoln is, is about like, you know, just going next door. It's not the Shelby or Kings Mountain or anything over there uh barbecue usually on friday nights over at one of the bridges uh i, I won't say which one's my preference let's, let's, let's
1: try not to get into yeah, that debate right. today that will alienate somebody no, no sure. one wins
0: yeah. there right <laughs> no one wins uh but it is good barbecue and it's uh it's great of course Rutherford county uh also not that far from my district as well and so uh we've got a lot in common uh our your constituents my constituents uh very much you know a lot alike a lot of a lot of families back and forth between. A,
1: County lines don't really matter much. No. I'm sure you see the same thing in Rutherford County. Absolutely. You yeah, know, and and because of my prior life with the Highway Patrol, working in law enforcement, Cleveland and, and Lincoln County were together in a judicial district. So right. it forced me to be over here from time to time to, uh, even though I didn't necessarily deal with this, I did deal with it. Well, so I was over here. So I know I have known you for a long time, and I appreciate appreciate that friendship. I remember when we met, you're writing me a ticket. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that, Actually, true. you're one of the troopers I
0: didn't meet that way. But uh, <laughs> our story did start that way, but not this one. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you know our old friend uh, Mark Walker. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's yes, how sir. I met Trooper Walker. <laughs> he uh, uh he knew me, but uh we got to we got to know each other very well on the side of the road one day, uh, as he uh, hooked me up. Yeah. Uh, but I earned it. So well, I always say I never it. never got a ticket I didn't earn. So that slowed down a little bit
1: these days. Well, you know, and you say it that way, but that's exactly how I started a career in law enforcement, from from receiving a ticket from a North Carolina trooper. J.R. Reed wrote me a ticket back in uh, 1981 or so, somewhere around there. And absolutely, I was on a different trajectory in my life. I thought I was going to do other things. And that one chance encounter and, and a positive encounter at that, man, changed, changed my life, put me on a different course to, to come here today. And I had spent a life in public service, because of that, I, I spent my time, my whole life, uh, my adult life, rather, in, in law enforcement with the North Carolina Highway Patrol. I, I spent, did that. I was in Charlotte, in Gaston, Mech- Cleveland County, moved up through the ranks and and eventually kind of retired in this area after, after 27 and a half years of credible service. And so, yeah, it was good. It was a good ride. I, I, I didn't know where I was going to wind up. I was just happy to be a trooper. But I finally wound up attaining the rank of captain and overseeing nine counties around Charlotte so it was it gave me an opportunity to see a whole lot and and meet a lot of different uh, a lot of different people well that's awesome they, it, well just to your point you never know where something's going to lead you no absolutely not and even as a trooper
0: in your professional career you've, you've been able to see a lot of North Carolina because of that oh I mean, I,
1: yeah I think you, I have been in all the 100 counties at one time or another uh, for for a variety of reasons because it was a statewide agency and we we responded to all kind of natural man-made disasters and spent time throughout the state. Well, um, so it's, it's been a blessing from that standpoint. Well, I think it served you well at the legislature because, you know, we, you, you end up with everybody from around the state and they come there
0: for different reasons. They come there from different uh, backgrounds and, and how they get to the legislature and, you know, everybody thinks that, well, legislative bodies are supposed to get together and fight. And that's not really what we
1: do. Now, if, if you go back to leadership, leadership's about, you know, influence. And, and, and that's all about relationships. I think that's so critical. So we won't talk about the difference in eastern North Carolina barbecue and western barbecue, <laughs> because that will only serve to divide us further. But, but it is. It is about relationships.
0: Well, trust me, we'll talk about it <laughs> when you get to Raleigh, because that's uh, that seems to be, uh, you know, of course, the speaker always loves to brag about the barbecue from his district. Which gets some moaning and groaning yeah, from um, our folks from uh, Eastern North Carolina. I'm a fan of both um, uh, for for different reasons, you, and, you yeah. know. Uh, look, and I don't think you ride anyone one of Mister <laughs> Miller, so we're 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 okay. But um, but you know, it, it is about the relationships, and it's about understanding that you know what works for one area in North Carolina doesn't always work for the other area, and you've got to you kind of got to meet people where they're at, and and that's a skill set. And a lot of folks I, I see the ones that don't last very long, and the ones that come up and and think that they are kings of their district. And it's got to be their way or the highway. Turns out it's the highway uh, for most of those folks. It is about negotiating. It's about getting to know your colleagues. Uh, And you, you start with a lot of folks that you already know. I mean, you... You've
1: been around politics. You served as party chairman in Cleveland. I did. I did. I, we formed the Republican, the Cleveland County Republican Men's Group. I was kind of the spearhead of doing that because, again, I wanted to engage more of our, our Republican men in a different area of the county. And so we started meeting on Saturdays and started Saturday morning to give a different, a different venue for people that may not be able to make that nightly meeting every month. So tried to do that to bring more people in, to educate them, to show what we're about and, and really expand the party. And that was the focus there. Well, and you did a
0: great job because once upon a time, just like in Lincoln, the Republicans were the minority party, and and now it, it, Republicans have taken just about every office
1: in there. Now, I don't think there's, uh, I don't think there's but uh, one or two uh, minor positions that I'll leave, I'll leave unnamed, but most of them we did. While I was chair, uh, my predecessor Dennis Bailey, while he was chair, we actually became the majority party, and then after that, while I was there, we we, took the, we swept the school board. We we continually took those spots back. A big yeah. change. It, it
0: is. It yeah. is. Well, it's it's great. we will be great to have done that. And uh, I mean, as a Republican, and you know, look at sure. We're trying not to be too offensive, but uh, yeah. I, we did step into a little little uh, murky area here when we started talking about barbecue. One of our Eastern North Carolina <laughs> listeners. She reminds me. She says Eastern barbecue is better. For the record, uh, we'll we'll take your word for it, and uh, we'll just agree to well, we can. Oh,
1: we, I like it. I'm, we I like
0: it. it. <laughs> That's right. Same. We, we won't. We won't get into that, but. Uh, now, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. We've got Dave Allen here. He is a, a candidate for House District 111. It's where the speaker currently represents now. So we'll get a with him running for Congress. Uh, we're certainly going to get a new representative from that district. Dave Allen's running for that. It's great to have you on. He'll be with me the whole hour. Appreciate you listening to All Things Sane here on WSIC. We'll be back in just a few moments after this commercial break.
1: Thank you.
2: More of All Things Sane with NC Representative Jason Sane is coming up on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. Call now to speak with NC Representative Jason Sane at 844-STUDIO-4. It's All Things Sane on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC.
0: If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on Earth.
1: All we've got fun and games we
0: got everything you want honey we know the names
1: we are the people that can find whatever you may
0: need welcome back to all things Sane. we are the people that can find whatever you may need uh, as the song goes but welcome to the jungle I guess Dave uh, I, uh, you know I, I like uh, taking old songs when you find these these folks who have redone old songs. And like show tunes and yeah. stuff like that so you know when you think about guns and roses and welcome to the jungle you don't think yeah. about a lounge song but <laughs> nevertheless uh that's what you get when you listen to this show it's a little different i promise you um <clears throat> and you know uh we're talking about you running for office
1: uh you're currently serving a, on the kings mountain city council yes i am starting my seventh year there i've been on there for one full term and, and here i am over halfway through the set so, and you're not new to public service i mean no. even before that you were Let's see, you're on the planning board, I think. I, I spent time on planning zone, zoning. I spent time on our board of adjustment. I have worked on our travel and tourism board. I have been to a variety of citizen advisory boards in preparation for public service after I was done. Even while I was working, still gainfully employed in law enforcement, I was volunteering to be on these boards to, to gain my knowledge, to better prepare me. I went back and worked on a, a master's in public administration for that very reason to be able to understand the the ins and outs of government and put me in the best position to be able to make an impact for the people that I was going to represent.
0: Sure, no, well, that matters. Uh, uh, you know, I, I see folks when I come to Raleigh who who you know does not a knock on them, uh, but sometimes it takes a while just to get acclimated to to how you know just government works in general. Sure. Uh, and trust me, if, if, you, if you've if never been in it, it can be quite frustrating, as you know. Uh, things don't move at, at lightning paces. Uh, they can move faster. Sometimes it doesn't have to be the way we always do it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, folk, folks come in from just, you know, wanting to serve, but ha- not having that kind of grounding of, of public service in the past. And, um, you know, so we got a question on the, on the live feed uh, I saw where, because we're remote, so it's a little difficult to do it by phone. But uh, but it's fine. You can do it from the live feed. Um, and uh, uh, Annie Dance, who uh, describes herself as as a, she's a journalist touring Rutherford County, and uh, and I have seen uh, herself on Twitter, so I know she's legit. Um, but she she just asked a question. I think it's a good question.
1: How do you differ from your competitors? Um, you know, why should voters choose you on the primary ballot? I I appreciate the question because I think that's what I'm trying to do is to demonstrate why I stand out. I, I've got a a career, a lifetime of, of public service, but inside that public service, it's there's a lot of leadership. I spent time supervising Uh, hundreds of people and leading the organization, managing uh, huge parts of a budget. So I understand that aspect of it. That helps me to prepare that. And many, many difficult decisions that had to be made and that had implications for not only the employees, but for the citizens as well. So I look at that and that that is a huge part of who I am. But even after that, I have continued to serve. I'm an elected official now. I understand that aspect of it so much better. And I'm ready for that. And the legislature is the next step for me from that to take what i've learned here and move to that level but in addition to that my business background i we own my wife and i own several businesses she's got a retail business i've got a consulting business that i travel around the country teaching leadership teaching other police executives how to lead and then also i've got a construction business that we we, we built we're a general contractor and so and we do those things and i think all that gives me a unique perspective to see things maybe a little more completely no, no slam against anybody, but I think it—that's my my resource that I draw upon to be able to uh, to lead better, to well, make an impact. It will matter,
0: I promise you. Uh, in, in what you want to do, and you know, and there's there's different levels of legislators, there's different uh, levels of effectiveness. Uh, and you you've been in leadership roles. When you retired, you were captain uh, in in the highway patrol. Uh, you started as a trooper just like everybody else. Uh, so you know what it's like to be a grunt, and you know what it's like to be in leadership. And being in leadership
1: isn't. Doesn't mean that there's always easy choices. No, but and think about it from a leadership standpoint. I love it. I, I point it out all the time. We never stop following, no matter where we're at, no matter how high we move up as leaders. We're also always still responsive back to be followers to follow the will of the people. In this example, so I think that's a, a, my understanding. There helps me helps me with that aspect as well. Well, sure, it absolutely will. And and um, you
0: know, and I I know a little bit about your competitors. It seemed like nice people too. Um, but, you know, there are differences. And, and I think that background and, and the business background, too. Uh, you know, we make a lot of big decisions in Raleigh that impact people's lives. You know, we can talk about Congress, whether it's effective, ineffective. Um, you know, I even looked at that 10th congressional seat. Uh, but ultimately, where we were in our life with our 15 year old at home and, and the fact that I can get some things done in Raleigh versus going to Washington, D.C. and not being able to do much uh, just because the way it's pretty dysfunctional. Sure. Um, you know, I, I felt like, you know, where I'm serving is, is, can be very effective. And, and, you know, when, when you're looking at things like education, I know you've been a PTO president, uh, you know, you've had kids in the system, Sure. you know, you, 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 you know, even raising children, uh, you know, nothing is easy about that. No, uh, not, to, and not today. Let's no, you know, it is, it is try as you might as a parent, uh, kids will do what they do. Um, and you got to, uh, you know, adjust and improvise and and, and move on. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, too, that, that, that's really important in politics, and I think you'll be really good at this, uh, and at the, at, you're already in politics, but, I mean, at the, at the state level, is not holding on to something too long. Um, you know, people get very passionate about issues. Uh, they say things. They do things. Uh, sometimes you get mad. I mean, I have. Uh, but, you know, every day is a new day, and uh, you got to move on to the next issue.
1: Whether you win, lose, draw, whatever it is on the issue, uh, there's going to be more coming at you. You know, we raised three adult sons, and I know they're, they're adults now, but we were involved in, as you mentioned, PTO, being involved in PTO and, and the schools in general, but so that's been a long time. And so things have changed since then. We've got eight grandchildren, and so I have to look at things differently, and I have to continually evolve as a person to make sure, you know, what is, what's relevant today, what do they need, what are their needs, a changing society that we live in as far as, I'm, I'm holding on to those core values that we we believe in. I want to defend those instead. But the threats are different than they were when my boys were uh, were. were school. Different. yeah, oh, much different. I
0: mean, just from from you know, I, I'm 50 and my son is 15, uh, and just you know, I mean, he goes to a great school and and it's you know very safe. Uh, but the challenges are real when we think about things like uh, fentanyl. Uh, that that you've seen it from a from a law enforcement side That's- of thing. You've seen drugs moving in cars across the state and, and having to make those arrests, uh, that too gives you a different perspective. I, I was a volunteer firefighter, so uh, <clears throat> a lot of times we we show up and things have gone really bad. Um, but you know, same, same with you as a first responder, as a, as a law enforcement officer. Uh,
1: you get to see, I always say, we get to see people at their worst. Uh, not their best a lot of times you you know my experience traveling and teaching leadership i've done a lot of work in texas and because of that i've been to the border i've been and dealt with the texas troopers that are providing border security and i and i understand i listen to them talk about the challenges where they have just several trucks at once coming across the line bring hauling just bales and bales of of marijuana or other type drugs and they're just making a mad dash and it's just a numbers game for them and the the struggle that I hear what they go through means says we've got to tighten the border up. We know we're talking about it in the uh, in the media today. Jason, this has been going on for for years, and sure. we've got to. And it is impacting us right here in North Carolina. It is, it's, and it's and it's going to cost
0: citizens who you know do the right thing, pay their taxes, mm-hmm. uh, participate in society in the in a, in, a, in the right way. Uh, if it, this problem continues to grow, these poorest borders, we're going to have to deal with that in the legislature. That's going to be a real issue for us. I mean, we do. We, we already do. A lot of the problems that you, you just alluded to is that things we have to deal with in terms of, of, of making laws. And, you know, and, and so I know you probably, or maybe you haven't got to it yet because we're getting closer, but we've got the, um, uh, the, the the forums that come up and and those type of things. And those are, those are interesting ways to communicate. Um, they don't always get to, sometimes you get citizens who aren't really sure what it is a state legislator does. So you get questions like, or what are you going to do about this particular thing at, at a school? It's really more maybe the school board policy or or the principal handling or stuff like that. Uh, so I always find it wild and fascinating uh, just to just to see what people know, and what they don't know about elected leaders. And, you know, or, you you know, once you get to Raleigh, you'll still get calls about garbage pickup. I am certain of that because I did. And it's not a role of the state legislator, but. I help
1: them get to where the information is. I, you know, even even back in days gone by, whenever I first started, a, an old an old member of the Highway Patrol told me, he "said Don't be surprised when they call you and want to know what time the post office opens, or when they or where some <laughs> other community <laughs> asset is." And I said, "Well, why are they calling me?" He "said Because you're a, you're that leader in the community." And I, and I think that's true for us. Part of our job is always to provide information. I think, regardless of where we're at as elected officials, it's to, it's to help the people. It is, it, it, and,
0: and you've done that and, and want to continue to do that. Um, so, but, you know, I called you when, when uh, we were looking for a, a candidate. Uh, we weren't sure what the congressional district was going to look like, and uh, Representative Moore, Speaker Moore, uh, announced he was going to jump in and, and run for that that seat, that congressional seat, which he's doing well, raised a lot of money. Um, and I, I think he's got some competition, but I, I you couldn't tell it by, by the, the public perception because he's just out there campaigning. Um, so I called you and I said, hey, would, would you, because I knew you, knew your service on, on, uh, as a city councilman and knew you to the party. Uh, and, you know, it wasn't as if you, like me, weren't just sitting here going, well, I'm ready to go run for a state house today. Um, we, we had to convince you a little bit. I had some other friends call you and, 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 and encourage you. Uh, but after you looked at it, you know, you, you said, yeah, I, I think this is
1: a good place to, where I can use my talents to serve the people in your district. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Whenever you you put it that way, it's true. I, I did not want to jump in on this just willy nilly to begin with. I had, i had to spent some time, had spent some time talking with a, a wife of thirty eight years to make sure she was going to be on board with it, and and family, and understand what the sacrifice was. But when I really stopped and started looking at it, it looks like a, a a place that was custom made for me to be able to serve and and make an impact. And so I was I was appreciative of the the support I received from a number of friends kind of encouraged me to go this way. Well, we're, I'm glad you are running. Uh, I'm glad we were successful in convincing you to do it um,
0: and uh, look forward to to having you serve in Raleigh. Uh, we're talking with Dave Allen. He's he's a candidate for House District 111. Uh, that is Cleveland and Rutherford counties, uh, the kind of lower portion of Cleveland and, and then uh, some precincts in Rutherford. Uh, of course, we have to divide them up because it's about 89,000 people that make up a, a statehouse district. But you're running for that. We're, we're up against the break here, but we'll be back. And when we come back, we'll talk more. We'll get into some issues, talk to you about the, we'll, we'll give you the hard questions, right? We'll, uh, we'll uh, ask you where you're at on issues. I, I don't think folks will be surprised, but they certainly want to hear about it. And we appreciate you listening here to All Things Same here on WSIC. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for listening.
2: Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more All Things Sane. Hosted by NC Representative Jason Sane on 1059 100.7 WSIC. All Things Sane continues. Here's your host, North Carolina Representative Jason Sane on 1059 100.7 WSIC.
0: If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. things same with representative jason sane and welcome back to all things same glad to have you listening or watching however you get the program uh, you might getting it might be getting us live over the air I uh, appreciate you listening there. If you're driving in your car, pay attention, but uh, we're, we're, yeah, please talk to highway patrol here. here. Uh, you know, they they look for that kind of stuff, but no, it's, we've got Dave Allen here. He is a candidate uh, for North Carolina house district 111. Uh, he is running to basically the seat that, that Tim Moore holds now. Uh, I think we might've you know, had to draw it a little differently. I, was there much change this time? It's hard for me to remember. Even though Shelby, the
1: of, Shelby changed a little bit. Some of the Shelby boxes were moved out and, uh, and we're replaced by a little more now A
0: lot of that has to do with with population changes, and then also lawsuits, and uh, we yeah. kind of stay in a constant flux. But that is that is the way of the world these days. But uh, you know, I'm vice chairman of redistricting, but you know, when you got 120 districts, it's hard to remember what changed, and what didn't change. Uh, but and, and, and in any given month, uh, it's uh, it's fun at legislature. But you want to be a part of that circus? Uh, you want to come join us? Uh, it is a lot of fun to serve, and and I think you're you're ready made for it. Uh, we did get another question uh, on, on the uh, on the live feed uh, from Annie Dance. That's just the, the moniker she's got here, um, and it might be her full name. And Annie, I'm sorry if it's if I'm get, butchering it, but uh, but she was just asking, what are your thoughts about Bell reform? and possible changes. She said there was a man uh, who was just charged with the killing of five dogs by starvation in forest city and got a fairly low bell. And, you know, these are this issue and, and others are, you know, as a state legislator, you know, the next question may be healthcare or the next question may be transportation or whatever, but there's one that, that uh, I know you haven't prepared for it. It's just got it in live, but I mean, it sounds like, you know,
1: fairly low bell and the guy, the guy. You know, Obviously, he's got some problems. Well, absolutely. And so I spent a lifetime uh, on the front end of the criminal justice system, the apprehension end, taking people in and then process them, getting them into the the system. And that's kind of where my, my expertise has been at. But I also understand that as soon as we've apprehended somebody for by some violation you know, my role switches to making sure that I'm protecting their rights as much as anybody else. So when I talk about bail reform, it's come up before, we've talked about it. Uh, too low, too high. My my goal from, from a legislator standpoint will be sure to ensure that the system that's in place, the matrix, the guides that are given to the magistrates are going to be equitable, as equitable as we can, and we factor in the aggravating factors. Or those things that are, are mitigating ensure that people are treated in a fair and equitable manner, whatever that would look like. You know, I, I don't know about what you know what the low bail is. Don't know the circumstances, but that is the 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 thing that we give to those magistrates, those those judges in place. There's a system in place to ensure that we're we're doing the right things. Uh, perhaps, like many things, we have to come back and look at those, revisit those uh, guidelines from time to time, and we should, because again, things change. Our, our The way we look at things, the way the system works changes, we need to make sure it's, it is working properly. Well, that's right. And, 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 you know, sometimes it takes, you know, this might be an, an
0: incident where it's the case where you end up going, well, this makes sense, or it makes sense that we should change it, sure. uh, because it seems ridiculously low, um, and, you know, it might be nuanced that this is not necessarily the case that's happened before. And then we go back and change it. We, we deal with that all the time. We were constantly, I mean, to your point, uh, you know, doing reform on a lot of these different issues uh, that come up before state government. So I think part of that, too, is having an open mind of going, you know, anyone that says that, that nothing changes is one, got their head in the sand. Uh, two, you know, society we we're talking about it with kids. Uh, society's changed a lot. Uh, the, the challenges from whenever that was set till
1: today are much different. Uh, I mean, incredibly different, and and if society, if our values change as far as what uh, the importance of, of animals, I think that's that goes without saying. Today, I was reading an article earlier this week. Twenty nine percent of home pet owners today have health insurance on their dogs yeah. because they're that committed to their their animals, and also those pet cats, cats and dogs. Uh, there are many younger people owners, especially, are willing to go into financials. Distress over their pet. Right. So I mean, again, we value those animals, and again, we need to ensure that our our system is in place that that mirrors our our values. Well, I just saw this morning
0: uh, uh, apparently there was another puppy mill bust, um and I can't remember where, but I saw it I saw it on on, on X and at Twitter X, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. Yeah. It. And uh but you know, again, it's, it, it's things I've tried to work on reform there haven't haven't actually been successful on it. Tried to run a bill several times. We've got a candidate out in the eastern North Carolina. Uh, who served in the House? Who once talked about, uh, um, you know, kicking a dog, and was that fair treatment? I mean, it's kind of bizarre comments mm-hmm. for a for a House member. Of course, he got kind of burned in the, pre- in the press for for saying dumb things, and he should. Sure. Um, and then he repeated them last night on on Facebook, to which I decided to give his opponent twenty five hundred dollars. But nevertheless, uh, we we keep moving on. But uh, but you know, you will deal with different issues. Um, you know, issues. There's hot button issues too. Taxes are always big with voters. They want to know what where, where are you at on taxes, you know. And and what we do at the legislature, you, you've got to. There's a balance, right? And there's there's and there's different needs for different communities. From a from a statewide perspective, we we turn a lot of that over to the locals to decide. Hey, look, you you've got to decide when there's times that you need to fund things in your in your in your uh, in your area, your district, wherever. Uh, but taxes are one thing, but then also. Uh, abortion becomes a huge issue. We we tackled it uh, this last session. I'm pro life, uh, but I also understand that you know I represent a group of people that some aren't pro life, uh, or some aren't as pro life as I am. Some are more pro life than me. I, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm kind of pro life. Period. But 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 nevertheless, we had to find something that we could get all the votes for. Um, we're, we're really on like, issues like
1: abortion. Well, honestly, here, let's just talk about it because I'm, I'm much like what you just described. I am very pro-life and the reason why is because I know from, from uh, a biological standpoint, one of the first things that's formed on a little fetus is his fingerprints. So that will be his identification or her identification for the remainder of their life. I mean, if they have an identity from that standpoint, man, I think we need to be protecting them from the very onset. I'm opposed to any form of abortion. I just am. I'm at that point. And the reason, unless a mother's life's in danger, unless there's a medical professional that would say that, I don't want to see it used as some kind of birth control or something. And I've heard horror stories about people that have had multiple, multiple abortions, and I'm, I'm just not there. That's not who I am. I would never vote to uh, to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to support the unborn. Well, and you and I, have the same
0: page there, and, and not shocking, um, <clears throat> you know, so you'll issues like that. I mean, they're, they're different. You know, it's, it's really easy just to do a, a bullet point if somebody's never really considered the votes, and people make impassioned speeches on the House floor. Um, and I believe them for, for the most part, I, but, but we just see it differently uh, sometimes.
1: And I think we have to understand that there are different sides to this. I mean, I know what I think is right. I know what I believe is is the right thing to do, and that's where I'm at. Just like what you described. And I know they, they have to come to their own conclusion about what they sure. think is right. Well, and, and you in no days it's the same.
0: I, I always tell people at the legislature, if, if you came here looking for regularity in a normal life, that's not what we do at the legislature it is it, it, i mean from one phone call to the next email it changes uh drastically um you know we and we you know we've talked about uh, immigration which which is impacting us as a state uh, economic development also a big one um you know if we're not growing we're dying and there's states right now doing that um i would hate to be serving in the california legislature i'd yeah. be one i'd be frustrated two i wouldn't live there a beautiful place to go land of fruits and nuts uh, but I never want to live there, right? Just because of the way they govern. Uh but but you know, we're we're in a state that is growing, that you know, hits the mark on on number one state to do business in, uh, where you can start a business and you've got multiple businesses. Um, we've got several. Uh, you know, small businesses, that's really what makes this state. Uh, that's what keeps it going. I mean, we we love big companies when they come in too, and they're good job providers, but but we, you know, the backbone
1: of the state is really the Mom and pops, if you will. We love the big business, especially from a, an elected standpoint on a city. Man, they, those big taxpayers come in and they they bring money and they 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 bring opportunities and all. But you got to remember that in North Carolina, I mean, where we're at, fifty percent of our our citizens. Are employed by a small business. Mm-hmm. I mean so that's the that's the driving economic force and I believe, I still have said, that, said it many times before, the free enterprise system is the best in the world and I think it works, it works well for us and it's represented in all those small businesses in our neighborhood that serve our citizens. I think we've got to do everything we can to support them to remove the excess government regulation red tape. Oh, well said. I, I couldn't agree more. We. I, I... Was just in a economic
0: development meeting. We I co-chair that with my Senate counterpart, Senator Craven, and we invited a, a really what is a small business, but is is looking to be a big business. Right They're it's how they start. They don't, you know, they don't just automatically come come out as a as a huge employer. But uh, we brought them into the committee just to give perspective to members uh, of they're re- very innovative. They're working with some tech. They're doing um, a recycling program that takes old tires and and get something useful out of them and, and reduces, you know, landfill, what's, what's going on in landfills. and uh, We haven't been just because I had met them and, and thought, well, you know, this would be an interesting thing for legislators to hear about. And uh, we got some great questions on that last week. Uh, and we were looking at other things like how we recruit companies and what, where we're at, the tier system. I think Cleveland is now tier yeah, one. Cleveland's a two. two, two. That, and and Rolford is a one. And then I'm in Lincoln County, which is tier three. And there's oh. not that much difference because, quite frankly, it's an antiquated system no. that we're applying really, the, I think, the wrong thing. So we're looking at that. How do you, I mean, back to, you know, always looking at what, what needs to be. Fine-tune what can be changed, what is working but could work better, yeah. uh, those
1: type of things. Now, I so, think what you just said, okay. an antiquated system. I have said that before. It, it is probably a system we've got to look at. It, it's factored in by the the population growing or, or coming back. Our tier system uh, is it growing or, or reducing? Is it what's the average income, the unemployment rate, the average tax, property values, and things? Those systems that that does very little to actually recruit in. Industry or growth uh, from that standpoint, from commercial standpoint, it has to do with what their payback is on some of the grants they get. While well, that may be good, but man, we've got to look at the, the infrastructure, the things, the workforce, the educated workforce, and look at those up and coming uh, ideas that are new technologies and and new uh, opportunities. For, well, for sure, it always changes. Um, you know, and, and as we
0: as we write laws, you never know exactly what you do today how it's going to impact the the, the economy of tomorrow. So we try to be mindful of that. We're we're up against the break. We'll be back in just a moment. Uh, we'll get to some of the questions that have come in over text and over the live stream. Uh, you're listening to All Things Same. My guest is David Allen, candidate for House District 111. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks for listening here on WSIC.
2: We'll be back with more of All Things Sane with NC Representative Jason Sane after this short break on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Now, more of All Things Sane with North Carolina Representative Jason Sane on 1059 100.7 WSIC.
1: And welcome
0: back to All Things Sane. I am your host, State Representative Jason Sane. Appreciate you joining us for this edition of the show. I've got with me in my office in Lincolnton, uh, House District 111 candidate, uh, David Allen, my friend. Glad to have you here today with me. Thanks, sir. Yeah, glad to have you on and uh, and glad to support your campaign. Uh, people ask me, do will you make endorsements? And I say, well, you know, one of the ways you can tell where I'm, where I'm leaning. Uh, And I can, as an individual, I'm I'm the House Conference Chair. I don't don't endorse as the House Conference Chair, but you know, I've got my personal preference, and you know, it's still a free country, believe it or not, uh, even with Joe Biden in office. Uh, And and I've I've gladly endorsed your candidacy, and I've I've done so financially, uh, encouraged you, I called you to run, uh, and no offense to the other folks running, it's it's nothing like that. But but I I, I knew you, and I knew you'd be right for this position, so I'm. I'm happy to support you. Well, it
1: means the world to me because of your leadership and because of your position in your experience that that you would reach out and allow us to be uh, endorsed by you. It means just means the world well, to us. Glad
0: to do it. Absolutely. And I I know, I know what you'll bring to the legislature. Uh, I did get a question over the um, uh, over, over the uh, live feed. Uh, and again, when we're remote, it's a little hard to do the the call-ins, but we we make a port this way. Um, and 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 it is Annie Dance. She did say that is her correct name. And, and so she she asked what she Said, uh, "Rivers, saying what well, we'd be focused on the short session, uh, mostly getting in and getting out as quickly as we can. Uh, you know, our our short session was designed to be short. Uh, it's something that kind of crept in over the I think 70s or 80s, uh, where we basically just come in and do budget adjustments. Those are the big lifts. Uh, we usually are. You know, the the big lifts for short session the bigger lifts usually happen uh, during the the, the the main session, the long session. And so, you know, we took up a lot of issues. Um, some, we sports betting was something that I worked on. I uh, had worked on for several years, just felt like that money was leaving our state. Uh, came up one book short in the house floor the session before. Um, that had spilled into the short session last time, uh, but we took it up in long session this time. So that's put to bed. It's been decided. It's passed March 11th for March Madness. If you're someone who is inclined to sports bet, you can do so, uh, I think, March 11th. So um, if you're not inclined to do so, then don't do it. It's, yeah. uh, it's that simple. But uh, there were other issues that came up during the short session, like uh, casinos were being talked about. There was a proposal that kind of kept floating around but didn't, didn't quite you know, get to a, a committee hearing level. And, and so it kind of failed at the end. Uh, I'm not sure that that's coming up. I mean, there are people who want to see that, I'm sure. Uh, but it may be something for a long session. A lot, lot is dictated how much we take up is dictated by the time we're there. Uh, once we kind of get to the budget agreements, things go really fast. Uh, and it means that we'll, we'll have a limited time. We'll go back in April. Uh, April 24th, I think, is the date, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then, quite frankly, we could be done by early June. I hope we're done by early June. Um, you know, it's a part time legislature. Uh, And I always tell people we pay to go there because what we get paid and reimbursed doesn't anywhere near cover your costs. And I'm not arguing for more pay. I I think there's, there's an argument that should be had, but we're not going to make it here today. And um, you know, but, but the reality is, you know, we're a citizen legislature, you've got businesses to run. So when you get up there, you'll want to get back to that. And a lot of times you'll be like me, you'll be running it from the phone and a computer and uh, trying to handle business. And, Every now and then, you leave the leave Raleigh on an afternoon and come back home and do business, and then run right back up. I, I've done that six-hour tour more than once. And um, but I, but I think with short sessions, as, as we get into it, you know, one, it's an election year. Uh, it, it always is that that short session year. Uh, people want to go back, meet their constituents, campaign. Uh, we'll have a, a gubernatorial race. It'll be hot and heavy. Uh, there'll be tons of money. I, what I saw already raised by. Uh, both candidates of, of both parties or by many candidates, I should say, because the primary is not decided yet. But uh, but that'll be you know top of mind. Uh, you've got congressional races, uh, districts that have been redrawn, of course, our House and Senate races. Uh, so people like to get back and, and, and campaign. Uh, but but also, well, you know, it is a short session. The very nature of it is really budget adjustments. I got a briefing uh, with my my house uh, co-chairs uh, on Monday, went up to Raleigh and, and and got a briefing on where we're at. Uh, we're, we're in good shape, uh, money is, is coming into the state, not a lot of overage, which is kind of what you want when, you, when we did tax reform, mm-hmm. we want predictability. And you know, we say, hey, we think we, we dial up the tax rate to this level, we should get this amount of revenue each year, and, uh, and so we're kind of tracking with that this year, of course, it's still early because we're only, we really only have six months of data. So we'll, we'll know more as the as session comes, and then we'll make those decisions. So there'll be some budget adjustments. Uh, there'll be some things when we when we end up with one-time money, we try to reinvest. I know Kings Mountain has received money from the state sometimes for investment. City of Lincoln has done that, or County of Lincoln. Uh, so those things happen. Uh, but but those will be, I think, fairly small. It's usually in those long session years, some big budget years. It, more of those, you know, substantive talk, uh, topics are talked about? So, as far as short session, what I see uh, moving forward is, is really a short session. Uh, that's that's you know, if you ask me what, what I'll be working on is, I've got to get in and out, get in and sure. out, and a, and a couple of, of tweaks here and there. You you know, it's it, passing a budget when you're when you looking at 32 billion dollars. Uh, it is it is not without mistakes. You try to do the best you can, uh, and then you find out more information. So we'll come back and correct some things what we call technical corrections that are really the policies already been passed or the, the idea has already been passed, but we might have to adjust it here and there. We'll make some adjustments on, uh, we, we put some money, uh, aside for a, a tennis complex in, in, uh, Charlotte region, uh, that in they chose somewhere else. So there's there's money there. You can just sit and wait, or we might do something with it. But, um, th- those type of things happen, but it, but I really believe it will be a short session, which I know you're going to be campaigning. Uh, I, Luckily for me, I will not be. I
1: do not have a primary and I don't have a general election, but I'll be helping guys like you campaign. Thanks so much, sir. Yeah, no, I think that uh, when you talk about our our overall. Situation. I think that's why people can continue to come here. I think that's why we're drawing people from California, New Jersey, and other places. While I travel, yeah. uh, they will tell me, "Oh, I love it here. I love it here." But if they get me off to the side, where, where should I be looking to live in North Carolina? So I mean, because they're, they're, we're we hold a place across the uh, the nation. Would they understand? Good, good climate. Good, good business climate good just physical climate and people want to be here
0: it, it does matter and we're right to work state i was i was sitting in nashville tennessee at breakfast is one of those family style breakfast uh an old kind of uh southern home plantation i don't know what it was but anyway it's, it's a breakfast spot and uh and the food was phenomenal and i was with the, you know a bunch of guys we've gone to nashville for for a conference we heard about this we said, you gotta go out there it's near the airport so we went and sitting beside of a guy and he starts talking he's from Pennsylvania. And he he says, I just, he said, you're from North Carolina. I said, yeah. He had no idea what I did. Uh, He said, I just moved the bulk of my manufacturing business to Wilson, North Carolina. And I said, oh, well, why'd you do that? Because now I'm very curious as a legislator, but curious anyway. And uh, he started talking about, well, you're right to work state. Your tax climate was perfect. And you had workforce. Mm -hmm. He said, I needed people that wanted to work. And uh, as a metal manufacturing fabrication business. And, uh, and he's grown. I, we've stayed in touch since then. I said, and because he asked me what I did, and I, I'm truthful. I have a tech business, but I'm also a legislator. Just didn't offer that to him. And, and then I told him, I said, look, I, I actually work on economic development at the legislative building. Uh, this is my position, and we got further into it. I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about, you know, more about what attracted you. And, and it was all the things you just said. And but the number one thing, and I asked him too, I said, Did we give you incentives to bring your business uh from Pennsylvania to here? And he says, No, you you had all the incentives I needed, yeah. which is a good sign. And uh, but you know, we do we do play the incentives game because everyone else is playing it, uh, whether you like it or not, they are. Uh, but it is kind of those big wins. And, and you and I, as small business people, you know, that we don't we don't get an incentive, but the the
1: real incentive is, hey, we want to grow our business and we're in a climate where we can do that driven by that personal, I mean, that personal desire to grow your business to, to make an impact. And a lot of people, a lot of small business owners would do much better if they would just go get a job for somebody else because there's a lot of sacrifice, long hours, less pay. But again, most of it is a drive that they want to be impactful. Yeah, yeah. My, my mother was a small business person. My dad worked for a large company, Timken
0: company, retired from yeah, there. No. Uh, it would blow his mind. I mean, it's just not how he's geared to go be an entrepreneur. So that's just not what he does. Uh, now, my mother, t- you know, totally opposite from that. I, I, I get mine from my mother. Uh, but, you know, it, it works for different people. So it's nice to have that kind of variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most importantly, to, to recruit any of that, you've got to have a workforce that's educated.
1: And in, in Cleveland County and in Rutherford County, both we've got two shining jewels in our crown. And one's Cleveland Community College and one's Isothermal. We've got a great community college system statewide. I'm going to brag on those two because, again, they are partners with all of us whenever we're trying to grow that new incentive to get people to come in, man, that's, that's what they look for because we've got, we've got two great institutions that are ready to step up and meet that need with new, new incentives, uh, new programs when they come in. Well,
0: it certainly matters that. <clears throat> so we got just a few more minutes for before, before we go, but has anything surprised you on the campaign trail now that you've been out there uh, for a couple of months, uh, hit, hit, hit the bricks
1: and shaking hands and meeting new people. The thing, the thing that surprised me the, mo- the most is, uh, how connected I feel like I am with people. I mean, I really have. I found I found this, and and again, I've, I've stirred up a lot of old relationships I've had from different roles I've had in the past, and that's been good. I think the uh, the understanding that it's a uh, it it is a full time job. We talk about it being a part time legislature, but it is uh, the campaigning part of it is full time. Well,
0: and people always see you as a state legislator, that's, uh, whether 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 you're in session or not. No. Uh, but, you know, and I was out last night uh, in Denver, in the eastern part of my district. Uh, meeting some folks from the state uh, who had come down, who were coming through, and they said, hey, you got time to meet, it's IT stuff, and, uh, and we were talking through it, and And as we're sitting there at the table, of course, the constituent recognizes me, walks up, and he says, hey, I hate to bug you during your dinner, but I, I've got this issue, and, and we, we were able to at least talk through it a little bit, and give them the information, and uh, pass it on to, to my staff, uh, and so we're working on an issue. So you never, you never stop. No. So that's the, that's the thing that, uh, I think folks don't realize when you, when you decide to run for office, what it really means. Um, we are, uh, up against, uh, the, uh, the break the end here of the show, David Allen, you're running for house district 111 it is great to have you on the show,
1: sir. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here and get a chance to get our message out. Well, thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to all things same. We'll be back next week. Look forward to seeing you. WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.